Shalom. Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Carl Whitehead. Returning to our source text in the book of Genesis, the book of Bereshit, Sefer Bereshit, chapter 26, verse 5, we see that Avraham was Bikoli, he was in my voice, and that because of this, he was able to keep four things. And these four things are Mishmarti, Mitzvotai, Chukotai, Vitoratai. So my charges, my mitzvot, my chukim, and my Torah. And if you recall, in the English, this verse reads, Because Avraham obeyed my voice, he kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, my statutes, and my laws. So let us consider a premise. Avraham walked in the atmosphere of the voice of Hashem, while also learning to internalize that voice within his heart. This in turn defined and determined how Avraham thought, spoke, and acted. So in communicating this to Yitach, his son, Hashem was equipping the current generation and all future generations with a living witness within creation that could testify to them about how to navigate every moment throughout life so that these moments can be infused with the voice of God directing our steps even when those directions are beyond our current capacity to reason and comprehend. The question I would like to present today is what is the ultimate expression and fulfillment of being in God's voice? What does that look like? And how do we co-labor with Hashem, with God, to see that reality begin to manifest in our lives? To be able to answer the first part of this question, we can turn to the prophecy of Jeremiah, and in particular, let's look in chapter 31, verses 33 to 44, 34, sorry, which is the, I believe, the ultimate expression of humanity walking in the knowledge of God. And we see this as well talked about in Yeshiyahu when he says things like, in that day the knowledge of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. But what do we read in these verses in Jeremiah, beginning in chapter verse 33, we read this, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 34, And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. So to answer the next part of our question of what does this look like, we need to first ask, how does God write upon our hearts? 
Because this is what we see in chapter 31, verse 33 of Jeremiah. What does he say there? And I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. Now, I just would like to quickly point out something very important about this word here that they translate as law. In the Hebrew, it is the word et torati. Et torati. Now this, of course, is exactly the same thing that Hashem is speaking about in our source text in the book of Bereshit 26 verse 5 when he says, Vetoratai and my Torah. So the word here, law, is actually the word Torah. And this is a very important point to us. So to gain insight into this process, we begin in the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, in chapter 24, verse 12, where God speaks of the tablets that he has written upon. And what does he say about these things? So speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Lord says in chapter 24, verse 12 of Exodus, Shemot, the Lord said to Moshe, come up to me on the mountain and wait there that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instructions. But there is some even more fascinating scriptures that we can look at to begin to understand how God writes upon something. So 32, 16 of the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. And that's the key statement there, engraved on the tablets. Now look at 31, verse 18 of the book of Shemot. What does it say there? And he gave to Moshe, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. So the important point that Torah is presenting to us in these verses is that when God writes upon something, he engraves. Now the Hebrew word that is used in verse 16 of chapter 32, to, and that is translated as engraved, is the word charut. So we now have something to consider. God wants to engrave upon our heart his ways and that process of writing is the action of his voice engraving itself into our hearts so what therefore does it mean to engrave and why does God point out to us that this is the way that he writes and also how does this relate to what Hashem says to says about Avraham in chapter 26, verse 5 of the book of Bereshit. Because again, what does it say? Because Avraham, what he listened to my voice and he listened to my safeguards, my commandments, my decrees and my Torah. So the key to answering this, this question sits within this word which is translated as my decrees 
in this verse. So firstly, it is important for us to recognize that there are four components that Hashem lists as facilitating the lifestyle of walking with him that was modeled by Avraham. And I would like to suggest that these four prongs are symbolized in the Shin Gadol, the four-pronged Shin. So this allows us to perceive that thought, speech, and action are predicated upon Shema, listening, which is identified in this passage as the functional reality of Bikoli, living within the framework of God's voice. Now coming back to our discussion on this word, Chukotai. So this word is related to the verb Chaka, which is a verb that means to cut in, to carve. Now this verb, verb is in turn closely related to the verb Chakach, which also means to cut in, inscribe, and also decree. So this is why we are able to perceive the function of engraving as related to chukim, decrees or statutes. To describe what a decree is in the Torah is to describe something that is beyond reason, beyond intellectual analysis. They are the things that God asks of us but make no sense according to the logic of our human perception. So in the life of Abraham, we see this in the moment that Hashem asks Abraham to bring his son, Yitzchak, as an offering. On the surface, this request makes no sense. Even to us today, we struggle with the scene. So maybe now we can begin to see that Hashem was engraving something into the heart of Abraham that was beyond human logic, something divine. So we can see that according to Torah, God writes through the process of engraving. So to engrave is to create space. When we allow Hashem to engrave his ways upon our hearts, we are allowing him to create space that he will fill with himself. Now this is a remarkable thing to consider. This process of engraving doesn't diminish or remove parts of our heart like physical engraving does. It creates space that wasn't there before. It was, in essence, potential space. This is the space that Hashem wants to manifest within our hearts engraved space that can contain more of him, not less of us. That space houses eternity and speaks to the framework of eternity that Shlomo Hamelik speaks about in Kohelet 3.11, the book of Ecclesiastes. The eternity that he has placed within our hearts. All these things become activated within us when we choose to prioritize his voice above all others. When we allow the chaos around us to be silenced by his still, small voice. When we allow, as Avraham did, his Torah 
to become our most precious precious possession. So coming back to our original premise that we are considering in regards to what it means to be in the voice of God. So Abraham walked in the atmosphere of this voice, this voice of God, while also learning to do what? To internalize that voice within his heart. This affected and spoke to the way he learnt to journey, to walk with God, the way he thought, the way he would speak, the way he would act. And the process of learning to do this, learning to be in the voice of God, allowed God to begin to do what? To write upon his heart. And he did that through this process of engraving, making space. Space that God would fill with himself. And so we can do something remarkable. We can walk in the testimony of this very thing. We can follow in the footsteps of Avraham. And we can learn to internalize that voice as well because we are sitting in the atmosphere of his voice. And it can be such a simple thing as simply just daily sitting within his word, meditating on his word, reading scripture. And for myself, I've learned to find the value in his Torah, the Torah, the first five books of our Bible, allowing the sound and the voice of the way his Torah speaks to become the meditation of my heart. And it's because it becomes the meditation of our hearts that facilitates the process of this engraving. Even though it is something that is what it is, hukat, it is beyond reason. It is beyond our process to understand. Now we have a foundation where we can begin to observe that very process. And in fact, we can do what? We can attach our faith to that process, knowing that as we sit in the meditation of his word, the sound of his scripture is doing what? It sits around us. It speaks to us beyond our capacity to observe. But what is happening? We are learning to observe it with greater detail, with greater perception, with greater insight and that as we do that what is happening what is happening is that that word is engraving itself upon our heart creating space for God that he will fill and this process of engraving again is not to diminish us it's to increase us to increase our capacity to contain more of who God is, more of our capacity to walk in the knowledge of who he is and to see that glorious moment that is talked about in the book of Jeremiah.
And again, what do we read in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 33 and 34? For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. This is the future of humanity. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 34, so wonderful, such amazing language, the sound of heaven speaking into the heart of humanity, inscribing within us the desire and the hope of what we are moving towards. What does it say? And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. How wonderful is the sound of scripture, the hope, the wonder, the faith that it instills and engraves within us when we allow the joy and the wonder of it to speak to us and we can sit in the sound of it and allow that sound to do something beyond our ability to perceive how wonderful is his torah to us shalom shalom